I'm Ren Young. And I'm Katrina Vargas. And this this is That Other F Word. Katrina, we made the news again. Yay! We always make the news for great things. And I don't mean me and you. I mean the state of Tennessee, which Lewis has been lucky enough to flee. (laughs) Yeah, I was just telling Ren, you know, there are times, you know, I loved... Um, so many of the people that I met in Tennessee and I miss them and all of that. And then I see news like this and I'm like, Ooh, that is, that is rough down there. (laughs) (laughs) Rough does not begin to describe it usually. So what are we talking about? Um, So let me tell you guys, we Tennessee this past week fired its top immunization official, um, And she says it was in retaliation for her attempts to let teenagers choose whether to be vaccinated against the novel coronavirus. Okay, so her name is Michelle Fiscus. Um, She was fired from her job as director of immunization programs at the Tennessee Department of Health. Um, So, and like I said, it was in retaliation, she says, um, for the department's efforts to vaccinate teenagers uh, and several state lawmakers got very up in arms when she sent out her memo. So what she says is this is about a partisan issue around COVID vaccines and around people in power in Tennessee not believing in the importance of vaccinating the people. And so they terminated the person in charge of getting it done. The government is sacrificing public health to be in the good graces of our legislatures. And it's a horrid dereliction of duty. Um, So basically, she sent out a memo um, talking about the mature minor doctrine. And it's a legal mechanism that was passed in the uh, the 80s. And it basically allows minors 14 and above to get, to have some medical, to make some medical decisions without consent of their parents. So what it says is between the ages of 14 and 18, there is a rebuttable presumption of capacity and the physician may treat without parental consent unless the physician believes that the minor is not sufficiently mature to make his or her own health care decisions. Cer- certain statutes also explicitly permit the treatment of minors for specific conditions without parental consent, including the treatment of juvenile drug abusers, emergency situations, treatment for STDs, providing contraception, and providing p- prenatal care. In the case of abortion, however, the legislature has made clear that no minor may obtain an abortion without either parental consent or court order in exceptional circumstances. And if you think we're not going to talk about that in a minute, you're wrong. Um, (laughs) the department of health would stop promoting all vaccinations for children, um, and stopped sending reminders for teens to even get their second dose of the coronavirus vaccine following all of this Michigas. Um, the president of the Academy of Pediatrics, he called her dismissal the most recent example of a concerning trend of politicizing public health expertise. We're also concerned by reports that Tennessee has stopped all communications about any routine childhood vaccines including those for measles and other vaccine preventable illnesses at a time when children and adolescents overall still lag behind on these important vaccines due to the pandemic. Actions like this only increase the likelihood that we'll see other outbreaks of these diseases even as we continue to fight COVID-19. So Fiscus condemned the state leaders who have put their heads in the sand and denied the existence of COVID-19 or who thought they knew better than the scientists who have spent their lives working to prevent disease. Uh, They have ignored the dead and dying surrounding them. She's ashamed of them and afraid for her state. Um, 
Also worth mentioning, she received an Amazon package at her office approximately a week before she was fired. Um, in the box was a black muzzle. Her husband said after opening the box, he called his wife and urged her to reach out to Homeland Security uh, to investigate the sender. Uh, she said she wanted it as a souvenir. And whoever said that must not know me very well. That's for a beagle and I'm a pit bull. I love that. <laughs> So there's so much here. <laughs> there, there is so much. And I'd like to say like, as a non-parent, I, I have, I, I don't know that I can, you know what I mean? I was a child though. Right. And I was parented. Um, so everything at my perspective is a little different, you know? Um, yeah. So let's talk about that part first, mature minor doctrine. So I will say, I feel like a hundred percent split down the middle on this because I so I'm all for vaccines right like let's do it but you know what if what the kid wanted was to not get a vaccine right well that's what I was thinking the whole time we're talking about they can get a vaccine but what if what you know and their parents are forcing them but again children are you know we don't reach the age of you know maturity until 18 Right. That's a, that's just something we've determined is the an arbitrary the number, but it is the number we have, but that's the number we've decided. You can't, you can't, you know, die in war until 18. You can't, there's a lot of things that you're, you're still considered a child until you're 18 years old. Um, and there are, and you have parents like for a reason, right. Um, right. and parents, their job is to protect their children and guide them in the ways of the world. This is happening when you have like a, you know, you've got some of those parents who are thinking one way and the kids and look who, what kid agreed with their parents as a, as a teenager. Probably just me. Right. Like very few though. <laughs> look, most of us were non-compliant little assholes. And no matter what our parents said, we wanted to do the opposite just because we're like, they don't know. They don't know my life. And we're like, well, yeah, they were there not that long ago. Like, let's relax, right? But none of us in that perspective. So like, that's part of why we don't get to make all of our decisions. Right. Well, and so this does, so first of all, this isn't an opinion. This is actually law, the mature minor doctrine. Yeah, right. Um, And it's only, you know, a spicy issue right now because of COVID. Nobody was bringing it up before. No. Um, Except probably around abortion, but. Well, and I do well, around abortion, that- and I think also like um, for trans kids, right? Oh, that's who a may good. or who may want to start um, transitioning. Hormone, yeah, replacement therapy, particularly. So I will say, on one hand, I feel like mature minor is a ridiculous thing to say, and Ruby is probably listening. And I'm sorry, Ruby, but like most kids <laughs> are not mature enough, probably, to make medical decisions. No, they're idiots. Right. But Ruby, on the I other love hand, you, like, you're an idiot. Right. She, not she, all like, parents make the best decisions either. Right. And so, you know, and, not, and I were actually talking about this, especially in terms of abortion, because I hadn't, I hadn't read that yet, that basically abortion is not included in this. Uh, right. So basically he was like, well, you know, a parent should have to consent to that. And I was like, okay, well, what if the parent is the one who raped you and got you pregnant? Um, so here's where, and this is, so I had, and I did not grow up in Tennessee, as everybody knows, 
I, two of my friends I took to the abortion clinic when they were minors. Um, their lives would be very different if we weren't allowed to have done that. I'm not saying they would have been worse. I'm saying they would have been very different. And at the time that was not the path that they needed to be on. These are both now highly educated, highly functional, wonderful mothers now because now was the time and, and theirs was nothing catastrophic. Thank God. It wasn't like, you know, they had been raped or, um, they had been a, a victim of incest, but it still was not what they needed at that time. They were and, immature minors. Yeah. I mean, they were mine. They were just children who would not have then been able to go to college and then both graduate school and then get, you know, married and have children at like these times in their lives where it was more appropriate for them. Right. And, and nobody's saying it doesn't matter when you have your child, it's for you. Right. It needs to be the right time for you. They're both now fiscally able to take care of a child back then. They wouldn't have been, you know, when you have a job slinging burgers at Burger King, you can't, it's hard to sustain life. That's a whole nother topic we can get into, but, um, you know, a a society don't do anything to support young mothers or young people. Right. So like now where I'm saying that I think, you know, and like, we always, we talk about Ruby because we know Ruby's been on Ruby is a very mature young woman. She is actually a teenager now. Um, I think she should be involved in all of her healthcare conversations. Um, But I ultimately think Jessica and Jason have to make the hard decisions. Probably all teenagers should be involved in those conversations. I think so. I think that we're, I mean, we're assuming they're not like human beings that have an opinion. Yeah, all kids. Well, I think, I mean, I think that's kind of the ideal, right? Is like, in terms of parenting is like, steadily as you're growing up it's about taking more and more responsibility on so that's yeah. why you know milestones like 16 when you can get your you know license. license or permit is such a big deal because it's you know learning how to be able to transport yourself and how to operate you know like something that can be a very dangerous thing if you're irresponsible and and whatever and so yeah I mean I think like saying that you know we I, I think that absolutely that that you know, teenagers should be involved more and more. And right, like, I mean, this, the thing you were saying too about, um, you know, kind of how those those women that you worked with as teenagers, you know, they were thinking about, okay, what are going to be the long-term effects of me having a child at this age? I mean, if you look at that through the COVID lens, you know, there's, I think the certainly the argument, like, we don't have that much data on kind of this thing they're calling long COVID where people are, are, you know, suffering with like sometimes really horrible kind of symptoms. And, you know, that really impairs kind of their daily living for months and months and months after contracting the virus. And, you know, so that's another thing to consider is like, you know, if, if you are making the decision, you know, is that, is that okay to make that, decision for your child and then what happens if they contract it and they're stuck with these you know symptoms and they don't get the vaccine and they're stuck with kind of long covid for you know an undeterminable amount of time and it's a chance we always are going to take right whenever we make a decision for our children um we could be making the wrong one that's that's kind of the nature of being parents you know you could ground them one day for something and they you know 
lose their mind because they're just so despondent, right? I mean, because teenagers are complicated. All humans are complicated. Teenagers then have an added, you know, hormone stuff going on. They're trying to figure out who they are, um, what they believe in, what, you know, we're always trying to do this, but now add that whole like strife of being a teenager. Um, But I will say, if somebody did something to my child without my permission, I'd probably flip a table. Right. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like that's, I know it's not the same thing, but like, I mean, you go and pierce my kid's ears and you didn't ask me, I'm going to, I'm going to put hands on you. Right. Like, and I know it's not, it's not the same thing, but it's still a thing. Right. And you know, so where, so that's why I am, I'm really, I'm like Rin, I'm a hundred percent divided on this thing because I can't. What I can say for sure is this she should not have been fired for it, right? right? No. Like she basically was pointing out an existing law. I right? also think that some of this is really, the problem is, is because like some parents have that authoritarian kind of way of, and, and I think that that needs to probably be by the wayside. Um, I think this would be a thing, I could just imagine in Ruby's family, them having a conversation about it. And unless it was really going to, be really detrimental to one of the children, even Clara, who's the youngest. I think Jessica and Jason would represent, you know, would respect their wishes, right? Because they've had a conversation about it because they can talk about these things. They can talk about their concerns, both sides, right? Talk about the pros, the cons, have a discussion, make the other side understand where you're coming from because they're all open for that dialogue. And I think definitely- there's you know, definitely an element here of this like weird authoritarian, like you don't own your kids. Well, right. But, but that very much is how most people are. Right. Right. Um, like your kid is a full human being that came into the world. And like, it's, yeah, it's not the rubies of the world who are going behind their parents back doing medical procedures. Okay. Right. Like, you know, and so I think what we're really talking about here is general abuse once again um it, it does i think it is it is a level of abuse right um yeah. and we're talking about vaccine coercion it's sim it's all tied in and it's all tied into some kind of abuse as far well, as and what basically what this law allows is for kids to be able to protect themselves right yeah. so to get vaccinated to but by a medical provider who is not just doing it willy-nilly right they're not they're not getting the covid vaccine in a back alley here right <laughs> it's by a doctor who is determining for themselves and doctors yeah. don't want to get sued so they're probably going to err on the side of not doing something rather than doing something um but they're you know so they can get drug treatment so they can get prenatal care are you kidding me these aren't like basically what it says to me is if you're not wanting your kid to do this it's probably shame based Right. right. It's not like, you know, it's not like uh, allowing them to go out and get like elective surgeries, you know, right. things like cosmetic surgery right. or, you know, those people that get like the weird, you know, people that do, mod- you know, body modifications and get like horns right. and stuff. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's a t- totally different, totally different scenario. Right. Yeah, you're right. I mean, they're talking about like, we're talking basically medically necessary things or at least somebody right. deems them medically necessary right nobody well, has ever deemed a horn as medically necessary 
but like, you know, and if, if a kid's not supposed to get a vaccine because of some other existing issue that they have, the doctor's not going to give it to them. That's, that's part of right. the medical process. Well, and we, so that's right. So that's why we want them to be going to then their physician, being able to talk to their own physician. So there's a continuity of care. And so right. this is a big thing. If I doctor shop, and so I go to one and I don't tell them all my other stuff and get something that could be harmful. Like, this is what we're going to do. We're, this is back alley abortion stuff, honestly. So what's going to happen is these kids can't go to their physician. So they're going to do the equivalent and just go to somebody to go get a vaccine because they're backwards parents. Well, they may have a medical, you know, well, these kids may not be getting proper medical care anyway, to be honest with you. Right. Um, and that's another thing, but it might not be safe. It might not be appropriate for them to get the vaccine. Right. And so, but we're going to do things in a way to get around the legalities, doing something more illegal or more dangerous because we can't just have a conversation. Let's also talk about the teeny tiny percentage of teenagers who, whose parents don't believe in vaccines, who then do believe in vaccines and then also are taking the extra step to go get shot. Right. <laughs> what? Yeah. Who is doing this? Who are these kids getting shots on purpose, right? My nephew like, was like, uh, my mom was trying to, I think he did get vaccinated, but my mom was telling his other grandma, like, you need to take him to go get vaccinated because, like, I don't, I'm not doing this. And he was like, I'd rather just get COVID. Like, there cannot be many teenagers that are proactively going to get a shot with, especially whose parents aren't making them. Right. It, it is though, you know, there is this revolution of kids who are, are out educated, you know, they're more educated than their parents and their parents are a little bit backwards. I'm, I'm, I know there's kids here that are like that. We've, you know, we've seen them sure. in, in court. Sure. I mean, where their parents are. It's just are, not a big percentage. But it's just not a big <laughs> right. percentage. No, it's not. <laughs> No. And I would say it's going to be mostly in these red states, to be honest with you. But I think that it's, this is really probably just like an overreaction of like, it is government overreach. And, and by the way, Trump got vaccinated. Like they all know that, right? Right. Oh every yeah. Thing, Trump, like Tucker Carlson, like you yeah. know, all the people. Like Everything is an over-exaggeration these days. Is that not true? I mean, people, I mean, people, there are literally narratives going around about like the vaccine having like Satan juice in it. Like that's a thing. Yeah. That doesn't surprise have, me. I have no words to respond to something like that, to be honest with you. Yeah. Right. Well, but I think but we are all, we, we all have Satan juice in us. So of course we have to say that. <laughs> I don't. Well, exactly. <laughs> Remember, oh, that's right. Katrina doesn't have Satan juice. I have not been vaccinated because I can't be. And so right. um, I do not have Satan juice in me. You're welcome, everyone. Well, I'm the non-Satan. I'm the non-Satan contributor here today. <laughs> there was actually, yeah. I saw, of course, on evil Facebook. Um, there was somebody <laughs> that had like reposted something of a woman posting about like, oh, what was it? She's the people who get the vaccine are called dancers, apparently. That's like the term for it. And like someone was posting that she had lunch with a friend who she didn't know was a dancer. And she's this, the woman was pregnant and she was like, and now like she thought that she was sick because the woman who had gotten the vaccine shed on her or something. Oh, like, wow. 
Oh, I'm going to need about... you to send me that post. Okay. <laughs> they've been talking about the shedding forever now. And so that's always a thing. I mean, well, we talked yeah. about it in vaccine coercion and people thinking because I, I just, guys, that's just not how science works. I'd love to know when you got your immunology degree and or um, your, any of those things. And this is like, so now we've just decided every single person that has access to the internet is smarter than people who have had multiple levels and years of education. And sometimes there are people out there who are less educated than someone who are smarter than the more educated. Sure. However, it is the exception, not the rule. (laughs) Unless you've like really studied this stuff, you, you don't know what you're talking about. I mean, you just don't. Also, there's different kinds of intelligence. And if you're really smart, you know to rely on people who have heavily studied something. Yeah. Compared you to know, who are sm- smarter than you in that, spe- in that expertise, right? Like right. that's why we have different doctors that perform different functions, right? You've got doctors, the guy, same guy who operates in your brain does not operate on your foot, okay? There's a right. reason. And that knowing who to listen to is actually wisdom yeah. rather than knowledge. But I think you see, right, like this anti-intellectual kind of stream where it's like, well, no, we can't even trust the people who have studied because they're actually being influenced by George well, Soros, it, the devil, you they know, got, they got the by damn juice. Clinton's, you know, yeah. it's all a conspiracy. They're educated by the liberal, you know, universities. Right. So then it's like, I don't even know how you even sort of begin a conversation with people who, you know, well, no, actually doctors don't know anything because it's all a liberal, you know, sham from the time they enter in medical school. Well, and that, I mean, you're right, Lou. And that's the thing there, you you know, we've talked about this before. This is like one of those things I just don't think should have been uh, politicized. Environment, (laughs) environment, science health those things should have never become politicized this is a human thing this is a i mean and if you think that it only affects one kind of human then like you're part of the problem because you know these are just truly human issues not political issues and it never none of this should have ever been you know become this and and shame on our politicians for doing it so as a follow-up to that yes Let's talk about how, A, they fired her without giving a reason for several days, and B, they then have stopped, like, notifying people to get their, reminding people to get their second vaccination. They even went on their Facebook page and went back and deleted stuff about vaccines. Like, so now, like, and, and also, like, there are lots of people who didn't go to the doctor to get regular vaccines during COVID. And so now those people aren't going to get, and to, as someone who <laughs> has taken their kid to get those vaccines, I never know which visit he's going to get shots or not. They've told me, right. I don't know. You and just so- <laughs> show up and they give him a shot. Yeah. Right. It, like, so people don't even know what shots their kids haven't had, you know, and, and now we're just going to stop reminding, we're just going to stop talking about vaccines in general. That's a great thing for our society. Thank you so much, Tennessee Department of Health. We did. Well, I actually think this is, you know, this situation reminds me a lot. You know, you and I both worked at the university, 
there and you'll remember like what 2015 2016 there was a scenario where a librarian or somebody within like a faculty member it wasn't anyone who had any like policy making power but they put out like a thing about pronouns and they're like hey FYI, these are just what like pronouns are. And again, it wasn't a rule. It wasn't saying that anyone had to use them. It was just kind of like a friendly like, hey, just so you know, these are what these are. And the way that the state of Tennessee reacted was like stripping the entire office, you know, office of diversity and inclusion of its funding, reallocating it to like the engineering department in like to diverse scholarships, they said. Um, and, you know, like basically kind of silencing her, silencing the university and, and this, again, this kind of complete overreach from the government over something that was never even, never even a policy, never even a rule, not something that was mandated. It's just, well, we talk about the overreaction to things. Um, everything's an overreaction. Well, and, and I'll say that we were talking about her being fired this is a right to work state. Tennessee is a right to work state. And that means that you have the ability to be fired for any reason other than sex, religion, race, all the protected classes. So um, unless she was fired before one of those, she, it was every right of theirs to fire her, whether it was. Yeah, that just doesn't make it right. (laughs) No, and whether it was retaliation or not, they were within the the law, right? So they were within their right to fire her. And because you can be fired because it's Tuesday. I mean- that's not here's, a protected day. Here's my question, though, and I, I don't know the answer. Um, would this have happened if she were a dude? Right now, yes, because they would fire Fauci yeah. if they could. Would yeah. she have gotten a muzzle if she were a dude? No. no. Yeah, That's probably the, not. I don't think so either. Maybe it's, a it's ball gag. say on the first one, but yeah. How about a ball gag? <laughs> and a That's whip. so much sexier. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think the I think this has become such a um, liberal conservative thing at this point. It doesn't matter who is spouting the liberal propaganda. The, the sex doesn't matter at this point. Because um, he's I, totally gotten like death threats and packages oh, yeah. and stuff. Oh yeah. I if, mean, if, I think he's said it in interviews before. Yeah. Who has? If they could, if they could Fauci. lynch Fauci, if they could lynch Fauci, they would a hundred percent. So it doesn't matter that he's a man. Um, it matters if you're if you're pro-vaccine and then but the muzzle i do think was very much a woman thing shut your mouth you're a lady like yeah you're shut a woman lady to hear from you muzzle your muzzle your mouth bitch like yeah yeah oh yeah trust me yeah for sure she's a bitch that needs to be muzzled i'm sure that's exactly what they thought when they were <laughs> on amazon yeah but they didn't buy the pit bull one. So I love that she like was like, no, I'm going to take this. <laughs> I'm going to need this. <laughs> uh, yeah, th- that's a pretty good. Yeah. Don't give them any kind of power. Well, I love I, I have seen her like in like interviews and stuff. She's very calm and very like matter of fact about things. And I really appreciate that, like in contrast with all this nuttiness. Like, sure. that's a powerful way to be in the way it is, especially it. as a woman right now and how they love to undermine because of any kind of behavior. Right. So she shows any kind of behaviors because she's a lady and she's, you know, outside of her mind. But 
you know, when men, we've talked about this a million times, when men act hysterically, everything's fine. But as soon as a woman like just gets a little bit, you know, so I'm glad she's holding it together. It's one less piece of am- ammo they've got against her, basically. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yep. I mean, let me ask both of you this, because I mean, and I think I've talked about it with like Rin before, but I think, you know, I think there's like a lot of factors, right, that keep you and Shane in Tennessee. I mean, namely being like your family and kind of your friends there, but like if we were (laughs) in childcare, if we were removing that factor, like how do things like this you know, like these kind of things make you think like, oh, if I didn't have all these ties here, like, yeah, I would pick up and move or, you know, or does it make you, because I think there's two ways to it. I was hearing, you know, someone on NPR the other day was telling kind of a story and I guess it was about, you know, somebody had asked him, well, why don't you move out of this neighborhood if it's so bad? And he was saying, well, my father always told me, he told me, don't go grow. And so, you know, this idea of like, should you leave a bad place that, you know, always is kind of putting out these sort of oppressive and inane, you know, overreaches, or is it like better to stay and, and fight it? So the, all the, you know, a lot of the Trump lickens will say things like, you know, so they're the first ones to get on immigrants say, well, if you're, you know, if you were so whatever, you should have fought for your country. But they're the same people who then say, if you don't like it, get out. Um, and so someone like me, who there are these things that I am not proud of, a lot of them don't affect me. Okay. So I'm a non-childbearing woman with no children. Um, and a, a, you know what I mean? But these, I do not fundamentally agree with the way our state government does things. But instead of leaving, I will, you know, at least if I can fight, it means there's one less of them here. Like, I'm, you know, I'm like cancer, right? And like, I'm going to spread my word more than, you know, it's very prophesizing, but, you know, but still like, right, if I leave, does that mean space for one more like that to make it worse? Right. Right. So instead, I'll stay, make sure my my voice is heard, make sure my opposition is, you know, there so that it doesn't just become this land of complacency, right? That agrees with everything they're doing. So um, again, though, I sit in my privilege, right? These things, a lot of them don't affect me. Right. I I will also say there, so if I was somewhere else in a state that I hadn't so I grew up here. So A, I'm used to it. But B, also there's a lot of things I love about here, right? Um, do I hike much? No. But do I love the Smoky Mountains? Yes. They're mm-hmm. lovely to look at from a distance or a drive-through. Um, <laughs> and and I've got you know I do have all my family and friends here that I love. If if we had picked up and moved to some other state and there was all this going on and I didn't have those ties, I'm, I might want to leave, but there, but because I love this place and, you know, politics aren't everything. That's a privileged thing to say, but, you know, there are so many people here that I love and, and there are ways of life. There, there are things about the way of life here that are good. You know what I sure. mean? I mean, I'm sure I know this stuff doesn't make you miss Tennessee, but there's probably some things you miss about Tennessee other than just like yeah. 
Sure. No. Yeah. But I think, and, and I don't know, I think it makes me sad sometimes though, because I think about like, that's the thing. There are like, there are some really good things about Tennessee, but it's like, I think for like me personally, like the balance, like I could not, like the good could not outweigh where I think for like you two, like the, you know, there's more good than there is bad probably. And so it, it makes me sad though, because I think about like all of the people who, you know, who could, you know, all of the young people, all of the people who, you know, if it were not for this stuff might move there and might, you know, help make this, you know, might grow the state and might, you know, keep the population growing and keep it young and keep, you know, cool new things popping up and all that. Which is kind of what's happening in Texas, right? Right. Yeah. So there's, well, there's always it's, hope. It's, yeah, and yeah. it's not for everybody. It doesn't, it doesn't have to be, everybody <laughs> doesn't have to be the one to fight for stuff. And that's okay too. You know? Yeah. No one's blaming you for cutting bait is the point, no. Lou. No, Lou. <laughs> no. Well, you do, I, was Lou. Telling, I was telling Rin, I mean, you know, our politicians in New Hampshire too, like there's definitely, definitely issues, but it feels like more of a, more of a manageable fight here. Yeah. Then sometimes I look at, you know, like it's been the same people in Tennessee years, you know, Marsha Blackburn always comes to mind. And I'm just like, right. I don't know that I could live there with like 10 years of, of Marsha Blackburn. You have to, us, you yeah. have to not care about losing most of the time. <laughs> I guess. Right. Yeah. 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 And you have to develop a great sense of humor. Yeah. <laughs> just, so, yeah. Yeah. Well, all right. Probably get vaccinated. Let your kids get vaccinated. Yeah. How about like have a conversation? Yeah. Maybe treat your your young people like they're actual human beings with a voice. I mean. Well, and including them in medical decisions now helps them be able to make those decisions when they grow up. And remember, they are going to pick your nursing home someday. So good luck. So Carol, what you say? This, this kind of thing, though, helps your child advocate for themselves in the future. And advocating for yourself in a medical situation is one of the most important things you will do in your lifetime, even if you never have a significant health issue. Advo- learning how to advocate for yourself earlier is going to do your child so much more service, especially if she's a woman. Oh, yeah, because there was, I mean, there were so many, I mean, I don't know. I mean, Rin and I are both millennials kind of on the different ends of the spectrum but like among my kind of cohort of millennials you know there were definitely like jokes and memes about how like people don't even know how to call a doctor and set up an appointment right you know so it's just like like you need to be your kids need to be able to know how to do very very basic stuff and and taking care of them stuff you can't be like 21 and having your parents call your your doctor to set up an appointment for you Lewis, why do you always have to talk about how much younger you are than me? <laughs> Thumbs up. Oh, I'm not that much time. younger. Why do we all have to talk about how I'm old enough to be Lewis' mom? So when like- we when we worked together, he used to be like, you know, we're different generations. And I'd be like, shut up. <laughs> and you guys are both different generations than me, so great. Whatever. <laughs> here, here we are, one happy family, right? This is what it looks like when you have a conversation and and purposefully get along. Not that hard. <laughs> not that hard you know 
Yeah. Look, look how easy. Mostly right? happy neighbor, mostly happy hood. Except <laughs> when we bring that? a page. Why, why are you doing this? You know, we kicked Mitch to the curb so we wouldn't have to hear that nonsense anymore. <laughs> so, well, right. I think, are we done with our list, Ren? You got it all? I think we're done. And I think okay. that you should visit our website, thatotherfword.com. And you should visit us on instagram at that other f word pod and maybe facebook i don't know i'm thinking about getting rid of it we'll see and then <laughs> email us that other f word at gmail um you can look at our web what we did we say our website yeah. i said the website okay do all Let's the things Sub- like subscribe like subscribe and-, and rate yeah and then um vaccine isn't a bad word and neither is feminism, feminism. yeah <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. Bye.